With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One, MMA Fighting's matchmaking bonanza of a podcast where we will discuss the what's next coming out of UFC Vegas 29 this past Saturday night at the Apex. UFC goes from a full ruckus club crowd in Glendale, Arizona, back to the near nearly empty UFC Apex for a, a fun fight night event on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Plus. My name is Mike Hack. Thank you for checking out the program. And I want to wish all the dads out there doing the damn thing a very happy Father's Day. Enjoy your day by listening to some matchmaking. And I do not do this alone because joining me in this venture is the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend, and the Prince of Positivity, Mr. Alex K. Lee. How are you, my best friend? Michael Heck, mi mejor amigo. It is great. I'm feeling good. I'm still, as you can tell, a little bit high off the fumes wafting in from Guadalajara, Mexico, uh, the site of Anderson Silva versus Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., the Anderson Silva triumph. Uh, I'll tell the listeners in advance, uh, UFC Vegas 29 did not have my full attention. I was paying attention to most of the card, but I was uh, covering boxing for uh, MMAfighting.com. And uh, the more as that card went along, I kind of got distracted a bit. But but I, I am aware of what happened last night. It sounded like classic under the radar card that delivered on some delivered some exciting fights. I, I was watching the the, the Grant Vera, uh, Vera Grant rematch, which we'll talk about later, which I loved. Uh, but yeah, over I'm just oh I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good from the Anderson Silva business. I can't help it. Yes, that was that was some fun. We did a little bit of a live watch along, kind of flew by by the seat of our pants, and it was fun watching Anderson Silva go in there and do the damn thing, especially from rounds two through eight. He was just he was just on it. It looked like old he, Anderson Silva, especially sitting in the corner, like trying to 
Will Chavez Jr. into the corner with him. It's fun stuff, man. I enjoyed it. He really, he really took it to the the always reliable, uh, always consistent, um, you know, always well behaved Julio Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. So congrats <laughs> to <laughs> Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Known, of course, for his his sterling, you know, reputation and his and his uh, his consistent in ring performances and always making weight, of course, never missed weight. Uh, so good, no, but. Uh, who who knew that of, of the Chavez clan that uh, Papa Papa Chavez the legend the legend Julio Cesar Chavez would uh, senior I guess I got to clarify here but I would hope people know what I'm who I'm talking about uh, would have the best night you know again exhibition bout no 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 result but really cool I don't know if you managed to catch that that uh, the last were you guys were, did, you, were you, did you guys stick around for the last fight as well for the uh, watch? the stream did not stick around for the last fight but I did kind of yeah pay attention to it the fourth round they take the they take the headgear off yeah, <laughs> says no more headgear i'll give you one more round one, one round before i walk away forever with no headgear it was a very cool moment thank god cooler heads prevailed he brought in like canelo to be his like corner man for one round it was a really cool moment so just a cool event all right did, did i say happy father's day i'm sorry mike happy father's day to you sir thank you and uh, to all the fathers out there of course my own my own father peter uh, a wonderful man and uh, and uh, happy to, uh, I, I love him, and happy Father's Day to him as well. Well said. And my best friend, let us begin with the main event mm. from this past Saturday in Las Vegas. The Korean Zombie looked great against a very tough opponent in Dan Ige. And I said this after the show. There aren't a lot of people who will get on the microphone and actually call for a fight with the Korean Zombie. Dan Ige did that and lived to tell the tale afterwards. Zombie moves to 3-0 when he has his fight cams in Arizona at Fight Ready. Gets a unanimous decision win in a, in a very fun fight. Bounces back from the loss to Brian Ortega in October. A loss that had him looking at himself deep in the mirror at a crossroads, trying to figure out which road to take. Do I just say I'm done with the sport? Or do I keep going and try to get back to title contention? Cooler heads prevailed. He veered right. And now he's back on that road to a potential title shot in the future. So what would you like to see next for Chan Sung Jung in order to take said next step to get back to a potential opportunity at a world championship, AK? So Mr. Mr. Jung made a very compelling argument, you know, very compelling call out post fight. Max Holloway, why not aim high, aim for one of the top two featherweights in the world. Uh, I had no problem with that. A little bit of tr- sprinkling, a little trash talk, you know. Yeah, Holloway questioning his punching power. I like it. I like it. But I cannot veer away from the match that I've been calling for forever. I don't know how much sense it makes now. Uh, Barbosa, I mean, Barbosa, two straight wins actually makes a lot of sense. Edson Barbosa, Mike. Edson Barbosa. I I need to see Barbosa zombie. Maybe it doesn't need to be next. Maybe that's why. You know, the Holloway call-out makes sense. Maybe that's why why uh, Chan Sung Jung did it. But I feel like you could do Barbosa next. We don't know what's going on with Holloway. We know we had to, we, he had to pull out of the upcoming Yair Rodriguez fight. Uh, and I think, I don't know if that's being, we don't know if that's being postponed or they're trying to keep the date. And uh, So we don't know when he'll be available. Uh, presumably the, t- the, 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 the timelines could line up for Zombie and Holloway. But Barbosa's right there. We can start talking about, we can start talking about this fight now. We can start negotiating this fight now. Give me Zombie versus Barbosa this fall. I want it now. I like the fight. I would be very excited if they booked it. I don't think it makes... 
a ton of sense just because of what this division looks like. It's kind of process of elimination because you mentioned Holloway versus Rodriguez. The plan, as far as I am told, is to try to rebook that thing. Uh, undisclosed injury to Holloway. No real details. Uh, doesn't seem too serious. Of course, we got the title fight coming up later on this year. To me, it's got to be Calvin Cater. I mean, Cater is ready to get back to work. I know his manager and coach, Tyson Chartier, after the loss to Max Holloway, was thinking September, October-ish, they were going to monitor him very closely. And if Zombie can be ready for the fourth quarter of 2021, that's a no-brainer for me on a pay-per-view main card. That could be a fight night main event, although... Korean Zombie, let's give the man a little bit of a break from main events. I'm, I'm sure he likes the extra money, but he even said it himself during the media day on Wednesday, like, this is my eighth straight main event. Uh, you know, give, give me a three-rounder. Let's sprinkle one of those bad boys in at some point. So, yeah, this is uh, this is easy-peasy for me. Zombie versus Cater, very important fight in a loaded featherweight division. Again, that's one of those crossword fights of who's going back to title contention and who arguably could be out of it altogether. Uh, for the foreseeable future. So there's a lot on the line with those two guys fighting. Uh, but if they do Barbosa, I'm fine. If they do anybody at 145, I'm fine. So good spot to be in. Chan Sung Jung, must-see TV. And this is a fun division where you can throw them in there with in a lot of different scenarios, and all of them are good. Yeah, that top 15, uh, top 20 at 145 is just so precarious. So many great fights, so many great opportunities, but you're also like two losses away from just you know being miles away from a title shot so there's no there's no bad matchups really for for zombie there's no bad matchups for dan ige any other guy you want to mention uh 145 as far as like entertainment value as far as like name value but as far as like how dangerous those fights could be for, for your career like very <laughs> it's a precarious place what do we do with dan ige i mean just off the top of my head i kind of want to see giga chikadze get his shot man Get him in there. Like I know there's a relationship there between Ige and Ali, and obviously Chikadze is part of the Ali camp. Ige like, is sort of part of the Ali camp, but he's sort of in another camp as well because he's got a different manager than Ali, but he works for Ali, so it's kind of a weird spot. But I kind of want to see Giga get that sink or swim kind of fight. I think Ige could sort of be that guy. I appreciate what Giga's trying to do, just calling out everybody. But he's not going to get 97% of the fights he's calling for. Ige makes sense. He could do something with that. Ige's got a little bit of a name. He's been in a bunch of main events. Or two out of the last three fights anyways. Why not? I'm thinking Arnold Allen maybe. Though unless unless in the eyes of some, Arnold Allen has already... Uh, jumped him in the rankings. I yes. don't have. I have. I have. Well, I I have because Allen. The only problem Allen is thing Allen is missing is kind of a big win over like a, you know a, a, a signature opponent. So he doesn't have that yet. So I actually have Ige at ten in my mystery rankings and Allen at eleven. But I understand Arnold Allen eight and zero in the UFC. If you had him already, you know, leapfrogging a bunch of um, you know guys that he hasn't necessarily beaten, but that he's just been more successful than as far as you know straight wins and losses over the last couple of years. I have no problem with that. But for me, it's like he needs that one. He gets that one big win. He could jump like into the top six, top seven. Obviously, it depends who he's matched up against. So we just need to see that. But yeah, that would be an interesting one for me. Uh, I, I would like to see Allen uh, and Ige uh, 
but yeah, I, I agree. Giga again, another undefeated guy who hasn't lost in the UFC. Um, so there's good options for Ige to 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 get, kind of regain whatever career momentum feel that he, people feel that he's lost. Uh, he just had to you know stifle one of these one of these really tough unbeaten guys. Yeah, I would throw Allen in that cluster of like the guys we already chose. So like yeah. Zombie, Cater, Barboza, Allen, like any mix or match of those four gentlemen, and either way, in any way works for me and then everybody else kind of works its way up i feel like that's like we have like the a tier of like the four guys that are like completely entitled contention and then there's like the next step and that's those four other guys and then we can kind of mix and match and go from there but uh Mm -hmm. we're this close to crowning an nba champ and with the action heating up on the court it's even hotter at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet, up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We go to the co-main event, AK. Sergey Spivak picks up a decision win over Alexei Olenek, a big opportunity for one Sergey Spivak to make a statement in this heavyweight division. And while the man went out there and won the fight, my best friend, I think he failed in his overall mission. Do you agree with that sentiment? And who would you like to see him fight next? You think he failed in his... Oh, okay, interesting. Um, well, I'll tell you. I'll start worse. who I want to see him fight. Uh, I, I'm thinking... Tom Aspinall. Now, I'm only saying this because I, I, the last time Tom Aspinall came up and won a fight, I was trying, I was saying right away, throw him in there with Chris Dawkins, prospect versus prospect. I do not care. Chris Dawkins now has himself a nice, very nice fight against a top 10 opponent. I believe he's fighting, um, oh my gosh, what is the guy's name? Help me, help me, Michael, help me. Shami. Uh, uh, Rush, Sh- Abdurakhimov. Abdurakhimov. 
I was gonna say like Magomed Sharapov, and I'm like, <laughs> I was like, the weights are a little off. The weights are a little off. Thank you, Shamil Abdurakhimov, who is firmly entrenched in the heavyweight top ten. So big, big opportunity for Chris Doc. It's good for him for getting that matchup. Uh, so that for me frees up Tom Aspinall. Uh, and again, th- th- this is uh, the last time he fought. Aspinall, Chris Dacus, and Sergey Spivak were all on the same card, and we were kind of like, okay, well, one of these guys can go fight a somewhat veteran or someone in the top ten. The other two we can match up. So uh, for me now, I'm, I'm pivoting towards uh, Spivak and Aspinall. But I am wondering, Mike, what was your, what do you feel he need? He he could have he he, he needs. You think he want he should have finished? Oh yeah, he had plenty of chances to as well. Like I I understand Olenek is a dangerous man, but Spivak made some like terrible mistakes. Like how like how dare you? Try to put Alexei Olenek in an anaconda choke. What is the matter with you? Do you think that was going to turn out good for you? But if he had done it, right? Can you? If he had pulled it off? Right? No, I don't even. I, I don't even give him points for the gusto. Nope, not doing it. So, in my eyes, like his stock goes up slightly. Like it was a clear win, but he needed to go out there and just run through this man. Like most expected him to. Like Olenek wasn't trotted out there to be like, oh man, I hope he gets another Ezekiel choke. They're like, no, we're going to use this forty-three-year-old guy with 75,000 fights to put over this up-and-coming guy who doesn't say anything. So we got to, like, we have to use his fighting style and what he does inside the octagon to put him over because he's not going to cut any kind of a scathing promo. It's literally, like, four seconds of talk. The translator talks for another four seconds, and that's his entire interview. Like, he goes out there and finishes Olenek. We're having a different conversation. We're throwing him in there with the Osmanaz of the world. So I'm not giving him a ranked guy. I am willing him to throw throw him another veteran and give him another chance at it because he shouldn't be penalized completely for going out there and getting a win. So it's time, AK. It is Arlovsky time. This is oh the my. only fight that makes sense without oh giving him a giant push up or a giant push back. That is how I see it. You oh. win, but you got to give me another one, bro. Let's see how you do against a former world champion. It's not a bad like no. consolation prizes, right? It's probably the first thing I thought of. It, it didn't end up being one of my top two options for him. Uh, it is probably the first thing I thought of. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It, it didn't shake. It didn't shake up the rankings. It just. It, it's funny. I think even in my rankings, I don't think I bumped him up. I think I bumped Olenek down. I think I bumped Olenek down behind him in the rankings, as opposed to Spivak jumping over Olenek and some other names. So your what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't. I just thought. So two veterans in a row like that. Again, I guess the thing is at, at, at heavyweight in the UFC, it's like you're either fighting a prospect or you're fighting a veteran. There's not there's not a lot of in between uh, at heavyweight in the UFC, unfortunately. Especially when you're in the top twenty. Um, Spivak is seventeen years was seventeen years younger than Olenek. I know that's great. He's a he's an adult younger, an adult <laughs> human being younger than. <laughs> than uh, Alexei Olenek. And I think uh, Arlovsky's, what, maybe a year younger? Arlovsky's age always throws me off because he started so early and you always go like, oh, Arlovsky must be 50 by now. And it's like, oh, it's not like... He's 41 uh, or 42? 41 or 42, right. It's, it's right Because Olenek's the oldest active. He's 42. So it's like close, but Olenek the oldest. So you go from the oldest active UFC heavyweight to the second oldest active UFC heavyweight. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd like to see that matchup. But yeah, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going with the youth way. Mike, you're going to give him the vet test, so... See how that goes. Yeah, I think Aspinall ruins Sergey. The the Sergey Spivak that walked into that 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 fought Alexei Olenek. Aspinall, Aspinall finishes that man in two minutes. So there we go. Uh, that's a very harsh. That's a very harsh. Very appropriate for Father's Day. Like that's a very harsh dad like appraisal 
of Sergio Spivak. I do feel like you're saying this out of love. I feel like you're saying this out of love, not out of... Look, I think he's a good fighter. Like, I think he could be really good. I think he could be a very interesting guy in this division. But, you, like, when you get these opportunities, you have to make the most of them. And he just didn't do it. Like, he just didn't. And there are guys on this card who did. And they're going to be rewarded for, for such performances. And we're going to head to the fight of the night, which you alluded to earlier. Marlon Vera goes in there, defeats a super game and tough Davy Grant. It was surreal watching the highlights of their first fight. Marlon Vera looked like he was, you know, 17 years old. He looked like a kid. And now he looks like, like man Marlon. It's crazy. But the series is now tied at one apiece. Cheeto looked great in rounds two and three like he typically does, the third round especially, and then takes the opportunity to look just outside of the cage fence and sees Dominic Cruz and calls him out, and that's a fight that would interest me for sure. However, I don't think it happens, but I think it's time to go back to the, to, to the well that we've been talking about so many times before in the MMA space. The timing has never, ever been better. It is Cheeto versus El Terror, Jimmy Rivera time. That is the fight to make. Whether, Whenever Jimmy is ready to go and he says, book me a fight, it's automatically Marlon Vera. They should have a contract ready. You just insert date, email that bad boy out, and get it back, and let's put this thing on the books. Agree or disagree? No, I 100% agree. I, 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 don't, I don't know what the holdup on uh, – well, I shouldn't say I don't know what the holdup is. They've had – since, you know, they've been booked at least once – I know it's been talked out for more more than once. I know they've been booked at least once. I think they've been booked uh, twice. Per, yeah, at least tw- once or twice, easy. In- including, of course, like, like you said, this would be a rematch. Including, they did actually they have actually fought before. Um, so they have actually fought before. I'm not crazy, right? I'm having I'm having a, a an off day today. Oh no, I keep. <laughs> No, it's why a, am I, no. That's right. I'm sorry. They've been. I'm sorry. They've been booked several t- uh, two times, and then yeah. I kept thinking one of those actually happened. My mistake. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I. I like. Uh, I think that's the fight to make. There's still heat there. Uh, Marlon is just. He's just. He's so close. We always feel he's so close to breaking to the like top seven, top eight, uh, even the top. 10, I don't even know if he's broken to the top ten yet. Um, he just has to climb over some of these veteran names. Um, he's such a good fighter. He's so exciting. And guys like Jimmy Rivera exists to test guys like Cheeto Vera. Um, it was, and, and look, he looked great. He got to avenge a loss. He got to avenge a loss on Saturday, which is always a nice thing. Uh, and I do want to say one thing about the scoring. I think anything besides 29-27, I don't know how you do not, you don't, like that's like one of the easiest, I know 29-27 is not a common score. That's like one of the easiest 29-27s <laughs> I think you could score. 30-27 was insane. Uh, David Grant clearly won the first round. Um, and then you have to, there was, the, the last round was so dominant. So uh, some questionable scoring, I'm not going to name names, some questionable scoring. Uh, it doesn't matter. Cheeto Vera won and that's what we'll remember. But, uh, the, the, judges have, by the way, judges have been really good lately, but I will say on Saturday, <laughs> they were, yeah, we, they had were <laughs> we had some cards. We had, this is, that's all, there, we had some cards. That's the song I'm gonna how I'm gonna put it. But otherwise, judging isn't pretty good lately. I don't want to crap on saying like, oh my god, when are they gonna fix this? Uh, it does. I mean, there's certainly we can always be working on uh, making these things better. But this one on Saturday stood out as being particularly a, a little wacky. Yeah, this is a bad week at judging. Hashtag PFL. Hashtag oh, Roy McDonald. PFL. Hashtag Lisa Tebow. Saturday, yeah, Saturdays, uh, Vegas, and then uh, uh, we had a straight up robbery on the uh, on the uh, tribute to the Kings card as well. 
the second fight of the night. Just I, I was live scoring, and I was shocked uh, that they that they got that one wrong. So. And the split decision on the Anderson Silva fight was egregious, oh, insane. Seventy-seven, seventy-five. Child, get out of here! Come on, Wolf, that's yeah. some home cooking, dude. Just Thank goodness, super home cooking. We got the right winner, but geez, yeah. Louise. The featherweight division, AK, which we talked about earlier, coming out of the main event, they have a very talented fighter on the come up named Seung Woo Choi, who mm-hmm. picked up a couple of nice wins in the UFC, headed in on a two fight win streak. Whatever Yusuf Salah was very impressive, and then he gets matched up with a super tough and durable Julian Arosa, and I feel like this was tremendous matchmaking because. I wanted to see what would have happened in the third round of that fight because Choi is is a good fighter. He tends to fade down the stretch, and Arosa just, that's when he shines. He could be down 20 to 16. That's when he comes back and goes out and gets these out-of-control finishes. But good old Sting must have had a date back at the hotel or something because, man, he did not want to waste any time. He wasn't going to a second round. He wasn't going to a third round. He wanted to go back and eat some pizza and and hang out. Minute 37 in, and this thing was a wrap. Drops and hurts Arosa badly, and the referee stops. That's three straight for Choi. What is next for him, AK? Yeah, this is, like I said, a great matchup. It it is. I do feel like Arosa just got caught. Uh, not take anything away from Sung Woo Choi. Sung Woo Choi has, I think he t- showed a lot of growth in his last fight, his last one with, I think, with uh, Zalal. And I was picking him to win. I was picking him to win by decision. But I, a first round finish would have, sh- I mean, it shocked me. It shocked me. I, d- I did not see that coming. Um, it's one of these moments where you, it's unfortunate that rematches are so rare in MMA because I do feel like if you run this back like 10 times, they always, you know, the hypothetical 10 times, Choi, Choi wins maybe six out of four. But Arosa, it's not like I it's not like I saw that fight and I'm like, oh, he's so much better than Arosa. Um he caught him. He caught him. He caught him during an exchange. That could literally happen to anyone. Again, I, I, but again, credit to Choi. Choi Choi is great. Uh Arosa will bounce back, I'm sure. But that was a good piece of matchmaking. Uh so and I think the next good piece, we keep Choi in this mix of again, guys sort just right in the middle, just outside the top twenty. Uh Ricardo Hamos. I think Ricardo Hamos, uh good stylistic matchup, another kind of rangy guy. Uh, and again, a, a test along the same lines, because like I said, I don't know if Choi, if that that uh, spectacular uh, TKO le- leapfrogs him over a bunch of other notable names. I think these guys, again, they're quote unquote in the mix, not for a title shot, but in the mix for uh, a big jump. And whoever wins that one, I think then we're talking about maybe a top 15 opponent after. But very impressed with Choi. I saw a lot of people predicting that it would go the other way around, that Arosa would spark him. And uh, that certainly didn't happen. Yeah, I predicted a. I picked third round submission for Rosa, come from mm. behind, like shocking win, but that did not happen because Choi just keeps getting better and better. And there's a few options that make sense for him, but I'm going to go against something I've been saying for a little while because this division and these cards are filling up quickly, and I feel like it's just not going to happen at this point. So I have wanted this man to get a top 15 matchup since we started doing this show to get himself an opportunity that he rightfully deserves, but it just doesn't seem to be happening. So let's give him one more stiff test against an up-and-comer like Choi. Bruce Leroy, Alex Caceres, AK, sink or swim time for Sting. Let's see if this guy is a top 15 guy. Caceres is the one that will answer that question. This one makes a lot of sense to me with the trajectories of their careers. Choi's won three straight. Caceres has won four straight. Someone's got to go to the top 15. Which one's it going to be? And that's how you market this bad boy. 
Ah, yes. Alice Caceres, the uh, break glass in case of emerging prospect. You know, if we <laughs> we need someone to test a prospect, someone who's a, a, a veteran, a recognizable name, not a top 15 guy, but a recognizable name, someone who's fought top 15 guys, Bruce Leroy, come on down. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It would not surprise me at all if within the next month we saw that fight uh, reported, reported or, or even announced. Yep. It was a hell of a UFC debut for one Bruno Silva. Takes Whoa. on Wellington Terman, who had a, a game plan that was working early on with the grappling and the, the 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 takedowns, but then he let Bruno Silva get on top of him. And for those who have followed the career of Bruno Silva over the years, pre-UFC, that is one thing you do not want to do. You do not want that man on top of you. I don't care how good your grappling is, how good your jiu-jitsu is. And Terman paid for it dearly. Brutal ground and pound led to Turn being knocked completely unconscious, and Silva gets his fifth straight win, his fifth straight knockout. And this dude, AK, is going to be a problem, my man. So th- th- this is not a slow roll kind of thing here. I'm not ready to throw him into the top 15, but I'm ready to give him a nice, juicy step up in competition. Later on this year, September, October-ish, it is Bruno Silva versus Eric Anders time for me. 26 pro fights for Bruno Silva. Ooh. This is not a guy who's like 8-1. and one. He's got a ton of experience. This is not a bridge too far whatsoever. I want to see what this guy's made of. Let's just let's throw him in there with just a, 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 a gritty, tough dude and Eric Anders who's coming off a win. Got a lot of confidence right now in his new camp. I love it. That's my fight. What say you? I- I was almost going to say that's a bridge too far for Anders. Because uh, like I said, I know it's one UFC appearance versus a guy with, I think, maybe a dozen UFC appearances. But uh, it, overall pro experience, Silva does have, I believe Bruno Silva does have the edge, right? He has overall experience, yes. Yeah. So, uh, no, I, I, but I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's, that's not how people would look at it. And Anders would, I don't know if he'd be favored after this after this uh, performance by Silva. Uh, I'm a fan, by the way, of Wellington Terman, But this guy has got to work on his defense he has i think he had, he came in like his last he got knocked out his last fight too and he came in i think with a really good chin and it, and it i mean look at him his chin is enormous uh and i and i think uh he he had a little bit of, a, of an idea that he might have been invincible um because he just eats shots and uh, you can't do that when you get to the ufc as he was proven by uh by bruno silva the other night so uh, i think the perfect matchup for me actually in my mind would have been i would love i would love to have seen him with uh, Gregory Rodriguez, but but I already said I already created a hypothetical matchup with Rodriguez and Buckley, so there was another suggestion listeners had for Rodriguez, so I'm going to steal that for Bruno Silva instead. So I'm thinking I'm going in an opposite direction from you. I'm sticking with relative UFC experience. Uh, <laughs> Bruno Silva and uh, the Beverly Hills Ninja Jordan Wright. Boy, so that's fun. E- so even less pro experience than Eric Anders. So I might be. I, I'm. I'm. I'm not sure what I'm thinking here, but it could be a fun matchup. Uh, I still want to see. I, I, Jordan Wright is such a mystery to me. I think he's so talented. I just wonder how good he is. Uh, so Bruno Silva would be a big test. But if he can beat him, then I mean, then we'll really have someone with right. And if Silva beats him, obviously he just continues his. Then we give him a much more experienced opponent. But a lot of good options for Bruno Silva after that performance. That was that was nice. That'd be interesting because Jordan Wright's such a wild man, but you cannot be a wild man against Bruno Silva, or else you will be <laughs> you will be asleep. So that would, that that would just be crazy. That'd be rock'em sock'em. But yeah, I mean, Bruno Silva against anybody is is something that people will want to see after that performance. But 
the MVP of the night, AK, goes to good old Matt Brown. The guy just keeps finding ultra-violent ways to end fights, even at 40 years of age. He faceplant KOs Diego Lima with one shot, and this fight is going as I'm watching it. Because, of course, we have our, our little pick em pool that we do, and I'm like, all right, this is uh, this is going the way I thought it was going to go. Diego's just going to keep kicking him in the leg, and, you know, Brown's going to have his moments, but Diego's just going to cruise his way to a, like a 29-28 unanimous decision, and then, boom, the right hand lands, beautifully timed, excellent instruction, excellent thought process on how this is going to go. He lured Diego Lima into a false sense of security, and then, boom, it was over. Back in the win column is the immortal Matt Brown, this guy versus anybody is fun, AK, but how much fun are we going to have coming up next? This was one of my rare uh, correct picks, by the way, of Saturday night. I did, and then I was actually spot on. I did predict uh, Matt Brown by second round knockout. Uh, and it went, again, I thought Lima, the thing with Matt Brown is you can be a better technical fighter than him. There, he's, there's, he's fought some great technical fighters, uh, but he's beaten them too because I think there's a certain nastiness you have to have when you fight uh, Matt Brown and Diego Lima, nice guy, good fighter. He does not have that extra gear, so it was. It kind of went as again as I expected. At some point, I'm like Matt Brown's just gonna snap, <laughs> and if you can't go to that never, another level with him, you're gonna be in trouble. I still, this has been discussed on Otno before. This has been discussed on other shows we've done. I still want to see him fight Court McGee, and I know it sounds a little bit like this is sort of like some tr- tailor-made like ESPN, like kind of exploitative thing. It's like, oh, let's, just because both these guys had like really difficult past with substance abuse and really serious, like, you know, near death experiences as a result of that. Uh, I, 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 I'm trying to like, I'm trying to portray this matchup without making it sound tacky, but I think those stories are legitimately inspirational. I can never hear it enough. I know Court McGee has been around forever and I've seen some people just kind of like, oh my gosh, this guy again. But it's like, this guy's, these guys' stories are amazing. And, and, and I do think, um, even as, as publicized as their stories are, again, their battles with, with substance abuse and overcoming those those demons, I still think there's an even, even wider audience that is not aware of that. And again, you have, now you have the ESPN platform. Stylistically, it's just a great fight. I mean, I think you're getting an awesome three rounds, three rounds stand-up battle, five round if you make it a fight night main event somehow. Uh, but, I, but I do think the story is cool. I think it'd be a really nice moment um, and a moment that these two guys could share. Uh, these two veterans could share. So again, I know it's a, a very easy narrative to work off of, but that's kind of why I like it. I think it has a universal appeal. I think it's easy to understand, and I think you get, you get a good fight out of it. So Matt Brown and and Cormier. Jose mentioned that matchup. It's mm-hmm. it's it's it works, no doubt about it. Um, and Matt Brown, obviously, to nobody's surprise, is a very popular topic in discussion when it comes to the future after that performance. A lot of names are being thrown around, all of which are fun, all of which could work. But I think a good fight with where Matt is at in his career and where people see this other fighter potentially going, and he just so happened to compete on the same card, I mean, Matt Brown versus Chaos Williams is ridiculous. I mean, that is just insane. Chaos getting a nice win over Matthew Semmelsberger. I mean... If you see Matt Brown versus Chaos Williams in the works for such and such event, you're just going to be like, oh, my Lord, this is actually happening. Um, so that's what I'm going with. I think that's just, I think that's just a good piece of business right there. I mean, nothing. I If, if they did the, the Court McGee fight, all in on it. That's got to be a co-main event. That's going to be a big storyline for sure on a big card. Do something, even if it's like, 
you know, if Matt doesn't make the decision, like, I'm done, maybe you end it with court. And I would like to see that fight at some point, but I don't know. Something about Matt Brown versus Chaos Williams just gets me all fired up. How do you feel about James Cross? I'm in for that one too. That was yeah. the name we tossed around as well that I like. Do you think he'd be? Do you think he's? That's a fight that he's. Uh, from what you know of him, do you think that's what one he'd really want to want to have? Kraus? Yeah. Oh, Kraus would take that fight. Kraus <laughs> yeah. doesn't care. Like Kraus is just like, <laughs> Kraus is like, oh, uh, when, you know, let's circle this calendar. Like I'll fight around here. I'll just fight whoever you want me to fight. Like he's not he's not gunning for world titles. He's just like, dude, I'm I've I've a million guys to corner and coach. That's that, and then you know I'll sprinkle in a fight from time to time. So yeah, if you threw a map around, I'm sure he'd be more than down for that fight. I, I I like that one. It's just cool to see Matt Brown still succeeding. You know, I mean, again, 40 years old, the year of our Lord 2021. Matt Brown's winning fights. Anderson Silva's winning boxing matches. What a country! What I a co- oh, what a country! <laughs> He's crushing the salt and pepper, a la Benil Dariush a little bit. And that's kind of how I knew. As soon as I saw him, like, it's Father's Day weekend. He's got the salt and pepper going on with the beard and the hair. I'm like, this dude's going to win. I made a bad choice. I made a bad choice. But let us us head to the wild card round, AK, where we will select one fighter that we have not match made for yet. And we will match make for them right now. Could be... A loser from the main card could be a winner from the prelims, a loser from the prelims. And I know a very popular choice is Roki Martinez versus Chris Barnett. We've already used that one before, so I don't think you're going to say that again. So hopefully I didn't spoil your pick. But uh, no. what is your selection coming out of UFC Vegas 29? In my mind, Martinez Barnett has already been booked. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know like why we – you're right. We shouldn't even discuss it as like a potential fight on this. It's booked. It's booked. It's a, but there's not a report. We don't have any sources telling us. It's just the universe is telling us. Uh, this fight will have assuming by the way that martinez isn't just released he did fall to uh, he did unfortunately fall to zero and three in the ufc uh which is but he won that not, fight this is true it was a close fight you're right and then a lot of people thought he won so hopefully the uc gives him one more shot and they do the, the they do the chris barnett matchup yeah. uh, if he had like no. he had oh he landed over I, it, it i don't even think i'm making this up he landed almost 200 more si- strikes than Josh Parisian landed in yes, that fight. It was yes, like a, Mike, a, a ridiculous number. But who held the other guy against the fence for longer? That's a How great that? question. Yeah, take that. Also, also, hey, UFC, can we get some punching speed stats at the PFL? Uh, because, uh, you know, people complaining about the T-Bow McDonald thing. I tweeted I tweeted uh, a couple of days ago, hey, check out the punch speed. Gleason T-Bow's maximum punch speed was almost like seven <laughs> miles per hour faster than Rory McDonald. So who really won that fight? I mean, we know. I think the judges got it correct. I'm just saying. So oh, uh, I think... Sorry, Actually, my we, dog just jumped on me. Oh, uh, yeah, I wish people could see this. So, yeah, anyone listening, uh, his uh, Mike was just viciously attacked by his by his uh, dog, um, Shiloh. Yes, good memory of his friend. I told, I'm terrible with pet names. I'm so, I'm so bad. Uh, I'm going with Virna Virna Janjiroba. I think. What first of all, <laughs> that was a that was a great. It was a great, quote unquote, great fight. I mean, I like it was obviously somewhat gross to watch when it was very clear that uh, Kanak, poor Kanaka Murata, her arm was injured. And I think and she went, uh, I believe, a whole round, maybe more than a whole round with the with that injury. Uh, hopefully nothing, nothing serious. You know, it's uh, she's just so tough as nails. And uh, Janjiroba is just such a such a beast. Uh, I still see her as contending for a title someday. She's definitely a few fights away from it. I know she has to make up some ground. She's had mixed results in the UFC so far. But the talent, but talent-wise, she is a world title uh, contender. So uh, I'm not pushing her up too fast. I want to see her take on another veteran. There's a few names 
But let's go with uh, Jessica Penne for now. So I'm, I'm really not, as great as that win was, I'm not pushing Janjadova back into the top 15 or back or into the top 10 yet. Let, let, let her get another name that's tough. She could potentially style on, with all due respect to Penne, if, if, if it's a fight I think uh, Janjadova would have the advantage. So that's, I thought of some other veteran names, but I'm going, I'm going back. I'm being very conservative here for her. Uh, one-time strawweight title contender, uh, Jessica Penny. For those who, who know me and have watched all our various programs over the last, I don't know, year or so, I, I, I was very hype about Casey O'Neill. I told you how much of an animal she was and how yeah, much of a pace she had. and It seemed very obvious that this is the direction I was going to go. Until things changed last night in a direct message Slack conversation with my best friend Alex K. Lee where he challenged me. Actually, he dared me to choose one of the fighters oh, on this no. card. No, Casey no, do Casey O'Neill. No, I'm doing it. No, do Casey O'Neill. I'm doing your, it. No, give me your Casey O'Neill matchup. My wild card selection is Ricky Glenn. That's right. Ricky Glenn gets a quick win, nearly three years on the sidelines. And I'm ready to have some fun. So, AK, what goes what goes better with most foods? What goes better in a lot of potential lightweight matchups with guys outside of the top 15? What would Ricky like to add to his resume? What would Ricky like to maybe pour on some pizza, some some maybe some scrambled eggs? How about a little hot sauce, AK? How about a little hot sauce, my best friend? Ricky Glenn versus Scott Holtzman? Give it to us. Give it to us all. That fight is just so much fun. Let's do it. Ricky Glenn versus Scott Hot Sauce Holtzman. All right. First of all, great matchup. Indisputable. I am officially, I am officially accept, uh, stopping my war against adult Rickies. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I shouldn't say that. Specifically this adult Ricky. Uh, and by the way, people, I'm just saying, I, I think once you reach a certain age, you're a Rick, you're a Richard, you stick to it. However, I did not know. I believe he is legally, I believe legally he is Ricky Glenn. He is not, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's he's not Richard Glenn. He's not Rich Glenn. He is Ricky Glenn. I know he, I think he changed it earlier. Do you know why, do you know why he changed to, why he was using Rick for a long time? No idea. I saw someone say, I, I, I hope I'm not just reading some unsubstantiated uh, Twitter comment that I read, uh, that his father was something, was dating a woman named Ricky. So it was like uh, for some time there and it was awkward, I think when he started his career. So he's like, okay, just call me Rick. She can be Ricky. Um, but I think that this woman is out of the picture now, so Ricky can be Ricky. Uh, I'm not, if he decides to throw the, apparently his name is Ricky Lee Glenn. <sighs> if, no, don't throw the Lee in there. You are not a serial killer. <laughs> Ricky Glenn, you're not a serial killer. You are not a uh, bluegrass music artist. Let's, Ricky Glenn is fine. Let's stop there. I understand that is your actual name, and I apologize for criticizing his uh, choice to change back to Ricky we say not change to Ricky change back to Ricky so congratulations on the win and you are Ricky Glenn and I should respect that uh and I, I guess him and Scott Holzman would be absolute fire so there you go congratulations to Ricky Glenn I am in forget about the curveball Ricky Let's give him the eater that's all I could think of when I first heard Ricky Glenn was paying homage <laughs> to Major League that tremendous baseball movie so Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. 
because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Uh, do we have a... Do we have a check the tapes? Do we have uh, do we have any mic checks for either of us? AK? No, no, no. We're pretty. We've been pretty clean the last few weeks. Uh, we do have check the tapes. I might have missed some. So guys, by the way, anyway, I tell, always tell listeners, if you if you remember a matchup that you called, please just just DM me and remind me. I, I have no. I'm not annoyed by it. It helps us do the segment. Let me know if I if I forgot or if I missed it. Again, sometimes I don't read matchups when you match up. You know, uh, losers uh, matchups. I just don't read those, and I also don't write those down. So if you if you called some really cool, uh, you know, matchup for a losing fighter, then uh, let me know. Let me know, and I'll mention it. I will look it up. I will look, go back to the DMs and look it up. But make me check the tapes. Uh, listeners had two uh, two predictions that uh, looks like they are they are going to happen now. Mirab Dawalishvili and Marlon Moraes. Uh, that's one people wanted. That's the one a lot of listeners wanted. And Michael Chiesa versus Vicente Luque. So two cool fights. Everyone wanted good stuff. Uh, Rosenstruck versus Blades. I know a lot of people mentioned this one. For only for some reason, I only had uh, CSU's own Brett Mobley uh, uh, calling this one. So I'm going to give Brett Mobley credit. Uh, Rosenstruck versus Blades. That one. That one is uh, looks like that's going to happen. And uh, again, I, I apologize to everyone else. I'm sure other people in Mike, uh, Mike, and your DMs mentioned it. I swear someone else in mine did, but I, I couldn't find it. So Brett Mobley, this is your day. And uh, Thomas Collins wanted to. He uh, someone reached out and reminded me. He called for Askar Askarov versus the Alex Perez Matt Schnell winner. That fight was supposed to happen at 262. It fizzled. So he's taking credit for it as well. Then I get then essentially he called for Askarov versus Perez. That fight happened in uh, July. <laughs> oh no! That, oh, anyway, that fight happened July thirty first. But sorry, Thomas Collins, Mike does not approve. You cannot hedge. You cannot if hedge I don't get credit a- for Sean Strickland versus Uriah Hall, you are not getting credit for this one, sir. <laughs> okay, Thomas, you are free to respond. Half on, a point. Uh, half a point. Half a point. That's that's fine. Half a point is 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 well deserved. Uh, but Thomas, you're happy to respond to DMs. I will read out your your mic check uh, <laughs> next week. <laughs> If you feel, you know, and if you do feel that you have unfairly been robbed of uh, of a half point here, yes, Matt Ravelli, uh, one of those individuals uh, who said Marab versus Marlon. He was so ha- He said, "I am so glad I finally picked a fight correctly." And there then you he, go. Uh, Congrats, Matt. <laughs> then he said, <laughs> "Then he said, awesome episode of What the Heck? I couldn't keep a straight face with Colby Covington like you. <laughs> it's not easy, folks." <laughs> uh, so yeah, That's it. yeah, okay. So I guess. Uh, Go ahead Listeners, and give the uh, stand, standard, standard disclaimer, thing. guys. We 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 tend to mostly mention winners unless they were in the main event or a title fight. Uh, then we'll mention the losing side. Uh, emphasis unique matchups. So if you're wondering, like you sent in a bunch of matchups and we only read like one of them, it might be because just a lot of people mentioned them. We try to cluster those together. The fighter could already be booked. 
or you might have just made a mistake in wrong weight class. The person fought already recently, like they fought the same opponent recently, and you're suggesting someone's injured, is going to be out for a while, etc. So do your research, guys. Do your research. I know you guys are good with that. Just a reminder. And most importantly, your pick might just be stinking hot doo-doo, and we do not want to read it. True that. Uh, we will kick things off with Alec Inelion. Cheeto versus new? Dom Cruz. Um, no, I think he's... Uh, I think he's contributed a little bit. Huh? Welcome, uh, che- back. Welcome Cheeto- back. Welcome back. Cheeto versus Dom Cruz. Josh Parisian versus Justin Taffa. Sergey Spivak versus Tom Aspinall. So thank yeah. you very much. Uh, Brandon Nunez. Oh, AK. You're going to love this one. Am I? I, I know what it is. One. Hashtag Brown on oh. Brown. Randy Brown versus Matt Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I was thinking of something else. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, Davy Grant versus the loser of Song Yudong versus Casey Kenny. All both of those would be would be fire. Uh, Cheeto versus Rivera, or the winner of Rafael Sunsa versus Kyler Phillips. Yeah. Uh, Danny Gay versus Sadiq Yusuf. Yep. Uh, Calvin Cater versus Yair Rodriguez, and Korean Zombie versus Arnold Allen. Hmm. All right. Um, wow, Brian Chambers came through. He also had to check the tapes. Biggie Boy versus Curtis Blades. Needed to get okay. that sign quick, and it did. He called it. All right. Uh, Poppy Bryant. Davy Grant versus Gustavo Lopez. That's a that's a pretty big step back. Like no disrespect to Gustavo Lopez, but going from Marlon Vera to Gustavo Lopez, interesting choice. Uh, Matt Brown versus the loser. Of Nico Price versus Michelle Pajeda. He hasn't fought Nico Price before, Matt Brown? No. I don't think no. so. It's one of those things I feel like has happened, but hasn't. No, okay. This is, I mean, good lord. Both of those <laughs> would be ridiculous. Uh, Bruno Silva versus Andreas Michaelitis. Yeah, I like that. Okay, yeah. Better than some of the matchups. I have some matchups that I mentioned later, which I'm not crazy about, but go on. Yeah. Uh, he wants Young with Sung Woo Choi versus Ricky Simone, but that would, Ricky would have to go to 145, so that probably doesn't make all of that much sense. I mean, who knows? Maybe uh, he likes Cheeto versus Frankie Edgar uh, and explains, I like the yeah. Cruz call out, but he's coming off a win. I think he should fight someone more around him. Edgar's hmm. coming off a loss and should probably fight back. Plus, you could easily make that a fight night co-main, maybe even a main. So there you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I, I don't mind this matchup either. Sergey Spivak versus Alexander Romanov. Romanov's not booked. I don't think so. Until, he just I'll fought Juan Espino in that weird ass fight. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's probably yeah. He's yeah. Uh, he likes Zombie versus Calvin Cater. Division's kind of in a standstill. Yair versus Max is for a while. Same as the title fight. So let's just do this one. Kind of the last one standing. Uh, our man Thick B, the underscore real Bertha, back in our lives. Uh, Rock, Rocky Martinez versus Chris Barnett in bold letters, AK. Uh, Ricky Glenn versus Joel Alvarez. Parisian versus Dante Mays. I feel like Dante Mays is mentioned like every week on this show. Yes, he's one of those names. Yeah. So any heavyweight who gets their first UFC wins automatically Dante. <laughs> Dante Mays. There's gonna be there's gonna be some serious check the tapes action once Dante gets. <laughs> Someone's booked. gonna get it. Someone has to get it. Right <laughs> uh, Chaos Williams versus Dwight Grant. Semelsberger versus Sekulich. Uh, Nikolai versus Mikhail Oleksandrovich. Matt Brown versus Court McGee. There you go. Bruno Silva versus Julian Marquez. Ooh, that's a good one. 
I like, but I think we've come up with some pretty good Marquez matchups over. The, so I, I haven't been matching Marquez up with anyone. I've been. I think we had a couple of. Oh, then again, I wanted him and uh, Muradov, and I remember that didn't. And now uh, Gerald Mearshart's getting yeah. that. So huh. back Maybe on the table. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Sung Woo Choi versus Omar Morales, Cheeto Vera versus Jimmy Rivera, Spivak versus Aspinall, Zombie versus Arnold Allen, back with that. Uh, Robbie Ryan, uh, Aussie underscore dad underscore bloke, so I would assume we're going to be wishing a happy Father's Day uh, to the Aussie dad, Robbie <laughs> Ryan. Uh, good day, fellas. With this one now in the history books, here's my matchups following this event. TKZ is not getting any of you guys above him. Cater's the next best option. Vera mm-hmm. versus the Sunsour Rivera. Uh, Brown versus the next fringe top 15 up-and-comer as the ultimate gatekeeper. I personally would like to see him fight John Wayne Parr. That seems to be a very popular choice. Uh, I don't think John Wayne Parr is coming to the UFC. And then he goes with Bruno Silva versus Brad Tavares or Kevin Hollins next. Wow. Dang. I, I know Bruno Silva's got a lot of outside the UFC. It's true. You know, again, I should stop viewing as a, as a 1-0 and in the UFC guy. He does. Uh, he fought for M1. It's a pretty, pretty damn credible promotion. Uh, he has a win over Slamenko, you know, so. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I'm probably being a little too conservative with the matchmaking. Yeah, okay. Sure. Uh, Evan Rodriguez back. KS Williams versus Randy Brown. Matthew Semmelsberger versus Mickey Gall. I know Gall is booked. However, I would like Semmelsberger to fight Gall, whether he wins or loses his next fight. Semmelsberger is a legit prospect despite his recent loss, but he needs a grappling test, and this serves that purpose. So I, I like the explanations. Um... Davey Grant versus the Dana Batscarill Montel Jackson winner. I think Davey is a top 15 guy, but ran into a serious problem for the division in Cheeto. Give Davey a quote-unquote tune-up fight and the winner of this to keep him busy. Casey O'Neill versus Ariane Lipsky. O'Neill fights up. Mm-hmm. I want her to not get rushed into a ranked fight just yet. If she beats Lipsky, then she should officially move on to top 15 competition. So... My thought on that is I, I feel like Lara Procopio is, at least in my eyes, was ranked higher than Ariane Lipsky. Yes, as also on my rankings. Yep, correct. So, I mean, if you want to do that, it's fine. I think Lipsky probably has more of a more of a name yeah. than Procopio. Probably has a little more value in that sense in terms of, like, fight promotion. Um, but I feel like, I mean, I feel like this was, like, the, the this is the sink or swim kind of test for Casey O'Neill, and she passed it with flying colors. Uh, our our buddy Francesco from Italy back. Zombie versus Barboza. He is with you, AK. Uh, another speedback Osmanov. Vera Cruz, great call. He likes that one off, right off the bat. Sung Woo Choi versus Lando Venata, AK. Oh, I love it. I saw that. That was uh, one that came up. That's maybe maybe my favorite. That's <laughs> my a good favorite one. matchup, by the way. I love that so much. Uh, Bruno Silva versus Jacob Malkoon. Uh, Matt Brown versus Francisco Trinaldo at 170. Oh, sure. O'Neill versus Morose. Chaos Williams versus Randy Brown. John DeRoba versus Jan Jaunan. Dang. Again, like I said, look, I, I get it. I'm with a lot of people. I think she's a world title level talent. Uh, I just I want to give her a little more time to to, re- to build up that resume and, uh, you know, let, let the names ahead of them sort them, ahead of her sort themselves out. Uh, I think we only got a couple more. Uh Jesse Thunderclees just had a question. How about Rick Glenn? How about Ricky Glenn getting three knockouts in thirty-five seconds? Is that a record? Ricky Glenn. So three knockouts. Three in, knockouts in thirty-five. What? So he's got three he, knockouts. Three in knockouts like, in that took around that time frame or less. It's definitely not a record. If you look up like anyone's uh, like look look up some random uh, Dominic Reyes, 
had like some cra- I think he had like he had like three knockouts that were like a combined 35 seconds so uh it's uh, yeah a lot of these guys did some crazy 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 stuff on the uh, in their pre-fight <laughs> pre-UFC pre-Bellator pre-World Series of Fighting whatever whatever you want to look at times but I mean I'm not I'm not, I'm not downplaying it. it's friggin amazingly impressive I don't care who you're fighting to knock someone on 35 seconds or less but uh no, there's a lot of a lot of random quick finishes out there on uh, on high level fighters resumes. Yes, and the final one comes from our friend Patrick Austin. I was wondering where he was last night because normally he will he will DM me a matchup like immediately after a fight ends. Uh, he did not do that this time uh, and apologized. Said work's been crazy hot for the UPS. Haven't been able to keep up as much these past few weeks. He comes out with a fiery, fiery hot take. AK. That kind of blew my mind. And the more I think about it, I'd love to see this fight. Maybe not in the way he is presenting it, but maybe in the opposite direction. Patrick Austin said, Justin Gaethje should be a featherweight anyhow. Let's do the Korean zombie versus Justin Gaethje. I mean, I would go the other way. I would have... For sure. Zombie not cut. But why make Gaethje cut? Gaethje is not... I'm not saying he's the tallest uh, lightweight, but he's, he's a stout. bigger guy. He's and he's stout. He's like he's not. Li- I, I mean, he could drop some weight, but it would be like muscle. Like I don't see him dropping like a lot of fat. Uh, I think he'd be muscle. I'm not, I'm not saying he couldn't make it. I, oh I'm yeah, good, but but why dude, do I want to? Why do Gaethje I versus much? Zombie? Holy crap! Yeah. yeah, let's do a 155. I mean, that's an all-time. Oh god, yeah, yeah. We're not doing 45 for that one. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. I'm still with this Yair thing not panning out. I am not giving up hope on Justin Gaethje versus Max Holloway. Just I know yet. you're not. And you shouldn't. Just yet. Uh, that is it for me. Look, I, I got Aldrich and Tracy Cortez. You know, you got to dream big. So <laughs> I think you can. You know, don't give up on it. Don't give up on it. Uh, on Zombie Barbosa is my new Aldrich Cortez, by the way. I, that is, I'm not giving up on that one. Uh, yeah. So uh, as you mentioned, some of these. Uh, uh, Zombie Allen and Zombie Barbosa were kind of like neck and neck among uh, listeners, so I, I don't know. They're they're both about even. Uh, Ige versus Burgos was a, a big one. Uh, Mike more popular uh, if in my uh, in my DMs than Spivak versus Aspinall. Spivak versus Augusto Sakai. You know what? Had my first thought was had Spivak gone out there and just done what he would probably was supposed to do, that would have been my pick too. I would have given so him hard. Sakai, but I'm not giving. I can't. I can't justify giving him a guy that, even oh, though God. it's kind of weird that he's headlined his last two UFC fights. I'm just he no, no. You're hard. You're a hard man. He gets Arlovski. It's probably a Sergei, better thing for him. Sergey, Sergey, if you're out there listening to this, I just want you to know Mike is not mad. He is just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. Right, I, want, I want that to be clear. He's not mad at you. He's just he just wants he expects better. Go out there and, and do the thing, bro. <laughs> uh. Mar, uh, Chito Vera versus Edgar and Chito Vera versus Rivera were both, uh, were about, again, neck and neck, but even I got the same amount of suggestions for both. Choi versus Nevada, as I said earlier. Love this one. Uh, Silva versus, Silva, I think you said this, uh, Silva, Bruno Silva versus Roman Delice. I don't like it uh, because uh, Delice, uh, he does like striking, but he is also a bit of a grinder, a bit of a grappler. Why do I want to see Bruno Silva fight one of those guys? What? No, why? I'm not saying that matchup can't happen, but just give me another another guy who's going to either be uh, meet him on the feet or just have no defense. Pick yeah, one. no, no thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brown-Lawler 2 was the most popular Matt Brown matchup I saw. Uh, Jen Jaroba versus Claudia Gadelia was one uh, the most popular matchup for her. 
Uh, someone said Chaos versus Miguel Baeza. I think Baeza's way ahead of Williams, uh, Chaos Williams in the rankings right now. I know uh, he just coming off his first UFC loss, so it's it's not the worst thing. But I, I have Baeza in a little bit of a different tier. But it would be an amazing fight. Amazing fight. Yeah. Uh, as you said, yes, the DMs were filled with uh, Rocky Martinez versus Chris uh, Chris Barnett. I said what the, I got that wrong. Uh, Chris Barnett. And then uh, for Casey O'Neill, we had a couple. Uh, O'Neill versus Luana Carolina or O'Neill versus uh, Marina Moros. So people very high on the O'Neill train, as they should be. She looked amazing on Saturday. Uh, one, of, one of the best prospects to come out of that uh, to, uh, in that division right now. I'll go to Instagram first. I had no emails again, by the way. Good people, this is like two weeks in a row. Tristan Gordet, if you're out there, uh, my other email boys, I don't, so I don't mean to just single him out, my other email boys, uh, please, if you're listening, hit up, hit me up in my, hit me up in the email, hit me up in the DMs. I don't care. I just want to know that you guys are, you guys are okay. My my email has been empty. I got a lot of Instagram, a lot of uh, Twitter, of course. Let's go uh, to Instagram first. Uh, MMA heads coming in with some great suggestions here. Uh, Spivak versus Ivanov. Uh, Chito Vera versus the Asuncao Phillips winner, as you mentioned, that's on July 24th. Choi versus Makwan Amirkani, a good matchup. I think they're going. I think they're going in different directions right now. I don't have them in the same line. Yeah, that, I mean that was on my like short list, mm-hmm. but I ultimately didn't. I ultimately went with Caceres, but I wouldn't hate it. I mean Amirkani back against the wall ain't gonna be an easy fight. I don't dislike it completely, but I think there's better options. Uh, Bruno Silva versus Alessio DiCirico. I think we're just hoping that DiCirico is not too injured and that he can just rebook his matchup with uh, Delice. That was supposed to happen. Yeah. Uh, Nico. I got this. Watch out, John Anik. Nico Negumerianu. I only know that because I listened to John Anik say it. Uh, versus Carlos Ulberg. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think Ulberg, uh, you know, came in with a ton of hype for his debut, and uh, I think uh, Nico would be a good matchup to. Uh, that's around the right level of competition. Do we see the last of? Um, do we see the last of Alexa Kamer? Oh no, uh, he, he won his. He's not Owen. He's one and two, right? Yeah, he beat one and two. Justin Ledet, who didn't beat anybody at two hundred five. He got ragdolled by William Knight, who we saw. Like the kind of no, this is no. I like William Knight's good dude, New England guy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, when he actually fought someone who could grapple a little bit, he was on his back for 15 minutes, and then to lose to a guy that you were a minus 250 favorite on, who hasn't fought in like two years, not good, bro. Not he good. I think he gets another chance. He could have fought better. He would have maybe had a better result if uh, referee Mike Beltran knew that you're allowed to take understands that referees are allowed to take a point. Uh, as opposed to just admonishing people and making a show of it, uh, you can actually just take a point, and that'll solve the problem. Yeah, so. I, I completely agree with you. The other thing I will say is Kamer has a very high ceiling, in my opinion. The talent yeah. is clearly right. there. His boxing you is excellent. You want to see excellent. him maybe go back to build build things up on the regional scene. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's the blessing and the curse of a highlight reel knockout on the Contender Series yep. because yep. Fabio Charant is a nice fighter. He is a nice fighter. He also got rocked in the first round of that fight against Sharon and then landed the flying knee. Mm-hmm. And anytime you land a flying knee on the contender series, even if you're getting absolutely annihilated for the entire fight, you're getting a contract. So I feel like it's just it was just too much too soon. Like there's certain like if they gave him a developmental deal and just like let him do what William Knight did and just 
fight for CES, fight for Cage Fury fighting championships, and just yep. LFA, like all these different promotions, and just kind of sort of build your resume up and build your confidence up. I feel like he'd be in a much different place right now. So send him to Titan FC, LFA, like let him get some more reps in against guys like of his similar you know, veteran status, so to speak, uh, experience levels is the word experience I was actually yeah, looking right. for. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then he can be back. Like he's just like, I, I feel like his biggest draw was one. He got a, a, a flying knee knockout and two that he's just at the gym. He's at with who he's at the gym with, with Stipe. Like that's his whole story. Oh, he's the guy mm-hmm. that trains with Stipe Miocic. It's, it's just not enough. Like, and I feel like he just got rushed too quick and, it's a tough part of the sport sometimes for a guy who is clearly very talented. He just wasn't ready for the UFC. Yeah, we've said this many times about the way the UFC builds up prospects. Is they, they need work. Look, I think actually Beltor does a really good job with building up prospects. Uh, they screwed up with Pico his very first fight. But other than that, I thought they did a great job with him. Michael Venom Page, I get it. Maybe waiting a, li- maybe a, a little too long to push the trigger on giving him big fights. But overall, they typically are on the side of caution. Um, sometimes it works out for them. Sometimes it doesn't. But I I do like that they generally try and set up people they have pegged to be, um, you know, future stars. They, they they set them up to succeed. The UFC with Kamer, they saw a guy, like you said, uh, trains with Stipe Miocic. Uh, big win on the contender series. Uh, six and uh, five and zero, oh, you know, you know, unbeaten record. I mean, five and zero oh is very low, but uh, five unbeaten record going into the UFC. Twenty five years old. They're like, oh. Sky's the limit for this guy. But again, now you see, you're right. They're, they're seeing, this is what happens when, you, when you're when you 25 years old and you're pushed up to the UFC level. It's tough. Like, again, even, uh, you know, I'm criticizing Mike Beltran. It's not like Alexa Kamer was blowing the doors off with, with if, if there was a point deduction. Even if he'd gotten the win, it would have kind of been a, it would still would have been an eye-opening, like, okay, maybe Kamer, you know, needs to take a step back here. You know, he could have won, a, he could have gotten a win or fought, got a draw, and we still would have been like, you know, maybe not, maybe not the best showing, so. Uh, yeah, so no, so I, so I'll say no. I don't think Mike. I don't think uh, that he's done. I think they gave him one more fight. But you're right. It's. I think he's better off getting back, uh, back to the regional scene, um, and just building himself up. Yeah, building up his skills, confidence, resume. Uh, Jen Jadoba versus Michelle Watterson. That's another one of the veteran names I had in mind. I have no problem with that. It was actually the first thing I thought of before I went went to uh, Penne instead. Uh, Chaos Williams versus. What did I write here? I messed this one up. Versus, uh, oh, oh, Lyman. This would be oh, Lyman Good. It just says Good. Lyman Good. Yeah, there's no other Good. What am I thinking? Yeah, uh, Lyman Good. Sure. Uh, Josh Prezen versus Tafa. Yeah, sure. Uh, Ricky Glenn versus Luigi Benjamini. Ricky versus Luigi, and uh, O'Neill versus the Molly McCann. Gian uh, Kim winner. Did I? What am I? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bailey Gardner coming in from Australia. Uh, he had a good suggestion with uh, I'll just read it he says hey mate. How's things? Thinking Cheeto versus Cody Stamen The cruise fight is too big of a push for Cheeto after getting beaten by Aldo the Cody fight seems like a nice slow push Cody will likely wrestle him Cheeto showed he can hang on the ground in this fight should be a good one. So sure. I like that. Uh, thank you uh, Thank you Bailey Gardner Matt Bradbury always coming with some good ones Ricky Glenn versus Jamie Malarkey Josh Prezian. He wants Josh Prezian versus Chris Barnett. And no, stop it. That's fights. Barnett is taken. Chaos Williams versus Dwight Grant. Uh, Matt Brown versus James Krause. And uh, as you said, Sung Woo Choi, Alex Caceres. Yes, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. On to Twitter, Mike. You know, uh, Four Corner Sports always usually tags us both. Uh, the Four Corner Sports NY Twitter. And he had a couple of good suggestions, which I want to read out. It says, Grant, he says, the fight to make for Davy Grant is. 
Grant versus this hospital bill because every David Grant fight, he is always breaking a bone or he's absorbing so much damage. Yes, this is true. I don't think uh, I don't think we heard about him breaking anything so far in this fight, but uh, definitely his skull might have taken some damage and he was just a bloody mess by the end of it. And then he says, uh, but in all seriousness, David Grant versus Sean O'Malley if O'Malley defeats Smolka. I love that fight. There is zero chance O'Malley takes that fight if he beats Smolka. If, if O'Malley beats Smolka, he's calling for someone in like the top seven, top eight. And, but I agree. That's a fight that would be cool. We know who he's uh, fighting if he beats Louis Smolka. He's fighting Cody Garbrandt. End of discussion. Yeah. Yeah. And he said uh, uh, at Four Corners, I should say that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they say for Alexi Olenek, it's very simple. Olenek will more than likely be on. <laughs> Olenek will more than likely be on what the heck announced his retirement because <laughs> there's nothing left for Olenek left to prove. Other than putting a prospect over, Olenek should just hang it up. This is the second week in a row. People are trying to book your show for you, Mike. People, settle down. Settle down. I think we came through last week. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'd, I'd be honored. Now, can you imagine if that... It, oh, gosh. I, I, I don't got people... I don't think Alexi Olenek is done. Uh, Garrett Thompson just wanted to read his message here. He just says, uh, I'd love to see Zombie jump into there with... Uh, Yair fight, uh, jump into the Yair fight on July 17th, but I think that's too soon for his return, so instead, Edson Barbosa this fall. Thank you. We are we are on the same wavelength. Uh, I'd like to see the Cheeto and Cruz fight, but I don't see Cruz taking that fight. Instead, I'd like Cheeto and Frankie. And let's make some older guy fights for Matt Brown, Robbie Lawler again for fun. Of course, Garrett Thompson. We all want that one. Uh, our pal, Sammy James. Uh, your pal, I should say, Mike. Yeah, both of our pals, but especially your pal. Uh, he wants... Oh, what do I do? He wants Matt Brown versus Nick Diaz. Have we banned Nick Diaz from the show yet? No. And should we? <laughs> Let me just say this. Please. I am way less against this idea than the Shemaev idea. I'll just yeah. throw that out there. I like this you could, fight. Well, you, you couldn't be more against that idea, Mike. I don't think there's any fight you hate more than Shemaev. That, that is an excellent point. So I am not going to sit here <laughs> and and cut a promo. I like the fight. In fact, if I if it was up to me, I would pick that fight. I think that's great. A great matchup. It's just not going to happen. And it's not because both guys, you know, it just, it just it's a money thing. Nick's going to be in a marquee spot on a big card probably for some fictitious marijuana leaf world title of some kind and it's matt brown's just not the guy it's going to be like mazadal or somebody like that so unfortunately it's just not going to work but i love the fight like if nick loses his next fight and wants to go again and matt brown beats chaos or court mcgee or whoever Line them up. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, I think it's likely to happen in that scenario. Uh, Liam Perry coming in, always with some good suggestions. I'm, just, I'm not going to read them all, but uh, Nago Marianu versus the William Knight, uh, Fabio Charant winner, August 21st. Yeah, that makes sense. You're kind That's of perfect. all in that range. Yeah, Bruno Silva versus Kyle Dawkins. Oh. Hmm. I'm down. That works. I'm just, I'm just letting it simmer. Sergei <laughs> uh, Spivak. <laughs> Versus the Chris Dacus Abdurakhimov loser, July 21st. We mentioned that one earlier. And uh, Zombie versus Max Holloway. Dustin Gedko, uh, one of his suggestions I really liked. Virna Janjiroba versus Amanda Lemos. Lemos is fighting uh, Montserrat Canejo on July 17th. But yes, I agree. Good good matchup should, uh, should Lemos win that one. Uh, Jack O'Hara 
coming in with uh, Sung Woo Choi versus Chaz Skelly. That's a different kind of challenge. I like that. I one. don't know. I thought about that was on my short list as well. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's an interesting challenge. That's a big test of because uh, we know Choi can stand and strike. Skelly is such an aggressive grappler. Super strong guy, very aggressive grappler. Uh, he's almost like the Tim Elliott. I almost want to call him like the Tim Elliott of of 145 pounds. Um, maybe he's not quite so single-minded, but yeah, I don't know. I like I just kind of want to keep putting Troy in there with strikers, but I understand the I understand the thought process there. Uh, Chris at Dragon Slayer Two on Twitter. Uh, just that I just want to read what they said about a Brown Lawler rematch. My they said my explanation: Lawler is being thrown to the wolves for no reason other than name value. Uh, that's a fair point. Let the man have a fun fight. His fans uh, that his fans don't moan at the matchmaking for. Yeah, it does feel like uh, Lawler has been kind of put in that. Uh, gosh, I never thought we'd say this for him, but a little bit of a gatekeeper. A little bit of a gatekeeper. Um, when you look at the guys who he fought and where they, some of the names he fought and where they were at, kind of they were kind of built building their names off of him. Um, again, guys who were already in contender talk and then just kind of getting that, you know, he's just kind of getting added to that. Uh, so yeah, that's what I, I agree. I agree. Let's get Lawler in that unofficial Legends League, you know, um, side of the UFC. Marcus McGahey, this time he calls this the on to the next one, Return of the Living Dead edition, uh, which is a bit, which is a bit ironic because I think he forgot to make a matchup for Korean Zombie. <laughs> uh, Chaos Williams versus Worley Alves, Matt Brown versus Court McGee. Again, that's one a lot of people talk to. Nega Morianu. I've probably pronounced his name three different times since the show started. <laughs> versus the uh, Villanueva uh, Pracnio winner on June 26th. Uh, Josh Friesen versus Jared Vandera. I like that one a lot. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't see that going very well for Josh Parisian, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. <laughs> I didn't think I did. I thought, yeah, I didn't think this fight would actually. This fight maybe didn't go very well for him either. Uh, Ricky Glenn versus Kazula Vargas. Sergey Spivak versus Arlovsky. He's down with that. Uh, Chito Vera. He just wants Chito Vera versus Dominic Cruz. We had a lot. I had a lot of uh, listeners say something to the effect of, "It's too soon." Uh, Marcus McGee, he doesn't think so. He said the call keeps it. You know what? Acknowledge the call out. Just make it happen. Screw it. And Sung Woo Choi versus Justin James, uh, Charles Rosa winner on June 26. There's a few more here. Thomas Collins, one I really like. Chaos Williams versus Elizu Zaleski. And he had something to say about Davy Grant versus uh, Alejandro Turbo Perez. Uh, which I wanted to read here. Oh, yes. He was saying normally we don't talk about uh, fighters who lost fights, but he wanted to suggest that, you know, both fighters have had similar length UFC careers. Both were former tough finalists. Quiz for you, Michael Givich. Well, the first one's easy. Who did David Grant lose to in his season in the Ultimate Fighter finals, Bantamweight finals? I have very little tough knowledge. Really? Uh, what if I told you, alpha male guy who did not fight again after the show? Oh. I guess that's <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's why Chris. Uh, what the hell's his name? You can get this. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. You're going to get it. It's fuck. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I better say it now. You... Uh, mark that. Mark Holdsworth. That. Holdsworth. Holdsworth. God. Mark. Mark that. Mark that for. <laughs> This is not UFC unfiltered, all right? Oh, God. Putting the, you know, I have to put the E on it. Yeah, mark it. Uh, sorry, I forgot. I'm sorry. Chris Holdsworth did fight Chico Camus after and then, of course, suffered that injury and, and uh, apparently has retired. But uh, And Alejandro Perez, uh, well, you're definitely not going to remember this one, was the, uh, was the winner of the first season of Tough Latin America. 
he beat uh, Jose Quinones uh, to win the, the bantamweight. Who was the other, Mike, who was the other, no, 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 this you'll get. Who was the other champion? There's a first season uh, Ultimate Fighter Latin America, very po- featherweight di- uh, division, very popular Mexican fighter. Yair Rodriguez. Yair Rodriguez, yeah. Very, That's very right. obvious, yeah. That one I knew. Thank you. Thank you for teeing me up and so I didn't have to use any bad language. Uh, look, any. <laughs> on Father's Day. <laughs> Any chance I have to talk about tough, you know, I'll take it. Uh, and of course, you have to throw in again, Rocky Martinez, Chris Barnett. Let's, if this fight happens, I'll be so happy for all of us. I'll be so happy for all of us because we made this happen. Yes, it's a universal check the tapes. Absolutely. Barry O'Reilly, Ricky Glenn versus Michael Johnson. Okay. I can't believe yeah. Michael Johnson's still in the UFC. And, and I'm not saying this to be a jerk, but I mean, no, I it's, he's, got like, he's got a lot of losses in a row, like a lot. I can believe it. Uh, Jen, he, you know, again, you we, we, you always bring out every time he fights. Wow, he's beaten he's beaten Dustin Poirier and Tony Ferguson, right? You can just ride that forever. You can ride that forever. Never that 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 currency is evergreen. Uh, Jen Jidoba versus Loma Lukbunmi. I think she would kill Loma Lukbunmi, right? and I think Loma Lukbunmi is badass. I just don't think she's has that level of MMA experience yet for uh, Fiona Jen Jidoba. Loma should be fighting Jessica Penne. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> That's the fight to make. Yeah, I don't want to throw. Loma's like, man, because I, I f- if the UFC makes a 105 pound division in the next yeah. two years, yeah, like she's she's got to be one of like the go tos yep. that you build in this division. So you can't like, you can't rush her. Not saying that her the rest of her skill set won't catch up. To her striking and some of the things that she does very well, the kicks and the Muay Thai and all the nasty clinch work that she does. But you don't want to rush her too much. Like you can't like just throw in there with contender series contract winners, but I feel like her progression is is spot on. Like I feel like they've done a good yeah. job with her. Yeah. Uh Jen Shadova would be a huge, 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 huge step up. Both experience, skill set. No, uh, no, thank you. But thank you, Barry, for the suggestion. And uh, he says, Matt Brown versus Alex Morano. He says, let's continue this Randy Orton legend killer run that Moreno is on. Is he really on? I mean, he beat Cerrone and he lost to Pettis. And that wasn't a super close fight either. It was a pretty clear, pretty clear decision loss to Anthony Pettis. I guess he just means fighting experienced guys, which is okay. Yeah, I, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Like Kyle and, Noak, is he like, is he like the the legend killer? Because I mean, I don't know. God, yeah. I, you know what? For wrestling reference, Barry, you get points for it. Yes. And uh, Zombie versus Giga Chikadze. Uh Last couple here. JC Rodriguez wants Casey O'Neill versus the uh, winner of the flyweight fight that everyone's looking forward to. Uh, JJ Aldrich and Tracy Cortez. That's on August 28th. So JC, I'm down with you on that. And then... I'll, I'll close out with uh, Oren Sleepwalker, who uh, again he knows how to he knows how to get on the show. <laughs> Says Sergey Ser- Sergey Spivak versus Sergey Pavlovich, Battle of the Sergeys. Hashtag. He doesn't he didn't put the hashtag, but obviously I have to do the hashtag. Sergey on Sergey. So there we go. Uh, that is uh, and he, uh, you know I'll throw in with the other one he mentioned, Danny Gay versus uh, Sadiq Yusuf. But Sergey on Sergey. That is. Uh, Intriguing, intriguing. Again, probably, I, I, I think I would have Pavlovich above Spivak, but I guess he hasn't fought in a while, so Spivak's probably jumped him. So there you go. But yeah, thank you, listeners. Uh, again, you can please send in, keep sending in suggestions. I know this wasn't the most exciting card, so it wasn't exactly, um, our inbox probably were not overflowing, but uh, find me on Twitter at Alexander K. Lee. My DMs are open. Also on Instagram at Alexander K. K. Lee. And someone email me uh, at alex.lee at sbnation.com. Yes. 
um, at Mike Heck underscore JR. Twitter, M underscore Heck JR on Instagram. That's where you can find me. And that's it. We're putting a bow on UFC Vegas 29. We are on to Ooh. UFC Vegas 30. Oh we my. will break down the what's next coming out of that event, which is headlined by a very pivotal, very important heavyweight matchup between Cyril Gunn and Alexander Volkov. We got Danilo Marquez versus Kennedy in Shikuku. Oh, God. Inchuku. Yes, Inchuku. Kennedy Inchuku. So there we go. We're all learning these pronunciations as we go. Uh, Nicholas Dalby versus Tim Mean should be a lot of fun. We got the return of heavyweight OSP taking on Tanner Bozer. That should be fun. And I'm very excited to see the return of Shafkat Rachmanov taking yes. on Michel Perseris. Uh, Charles Rosa versus Justin Janes. Hayoni Barcelos versus Timor Valiev. Hinata Moikano versus Jai Herbert. Uh, Marcin Prachnio versus Ike Villanueva. We got Yancey Medeiros versus Demir Hadzovich. We are rebooked and ready to fly. We got Andre Feely versus Daniel Pineda, which should be a banger. And, of course, the one that AK's got circled, Julia versus Julia. Oh, yeah. Julia Avila versus Julia Stoliarenko. Rescheduled. Rescheduled. On paper, this card overall, although I liked the main event of this past Saturday's card better, I feel like top to bottom, matchup to matchup, scribbled down on a piece of paper, I feel like this card's better. Am I crazy? Really? I'm I'm the other way. I would give the edge to the card that just maybe because the card that just happened turned out to be like okay. So I'm I'm think I'm I'm it's hard for me to put myself back on the shoes of pre-show uh, AK Lee, but I I'm just looking at this card now. I. I don't love this card. I don't, don't love, love I'm it. Sorry. I, I know I'm the Prince of Positivity. I know I'm supposed to love everything, but I cannot lie to America. I, I don't love that. Maybe it's just the main card. Maybe if they shuffled some of the fights around. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what the final lineup actually is. Right, yet. right. Still, yes. Lineups. Okay, lineup still needs to be finalized. We got some of the best oh, prospects in the sport okay. fight. We got Marmanov. Yeah, we got Barcelos. Sure. Yeah, you're not lying. It's good. And there's like, and the right. ones that aren't that great. Like will be fun and wild and crazy. I'm cautiously optimistic. I will say I I think, you know, again, like we do with most cards. Maybe once I start digging into the research a little bit and digging into you know seeing some of the quotes that come up this week, maybe I'll be more into it, Mike. But I'm for now cautiously optimistic. But you're right. I'm, I I I like I like where your head is at going into this one. What fights better on paper? I mean, hindsight being what it is, we know how good it was. Vera Grant two or Feely Pineda. Oh, it'll be – I mean, you're right. It's hard to say because we just saw one. I think on paper, I was really looking forward to the Vera Grant – no, that's not true. That's not true. I, I'll, I'll give Philly Pineda the edge. I remember being somewhat cold on the on the Grant-Vera uh, rematch. When it was initially booked, I remember as we talked about it last week, I got more excited. Um, but uh, when it was initially booked, I do remember I was like, okay. Uh, this one right away, I, I thought Philly Pineda, I'm like, yes. Yes, very good matchup, smart matchup. So, all right, all right, Mike, I'll go with your leading question here, and I'll give Philly Pineda the edge. <laughs> there we go. We almost had Anthony Hernandez versus Puna Soriano on this card too. Look at the fights mm. we lost on this one. Uh, we lost Tim Elliott versus Sumaderji. Right. Yeah. Right. We lost Warley Alves versus Ramazan Amiv. <sighs> that was a crazy fight. What? So we, yeah, I mean, we lost some good ones, and we've ended up with a with a pretty good consolation prize. But we'll be all right. But we will be back talking about the futures of the the big winners, the notable names coming out of that card on the program. But until then, for AK, I am Mike Heck. Thank you for listening. And always remember, MMA is supposed to be fun. Don't take this too seriously. 
And we'll have more fun next week right here on On to the Next One. The podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.